This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Imagine being so spoiled, so entitled, and such a brat that your parents literally disown you. This is what happened to the spoiled kid in today's story. So we're going to call the subscriber who submitted this story Brian. Yes, we're bringing the names back. Don't worry. Anyways, there was a spoiled kid in Brian's life. This is a bit of a longer story. I've been bringing these back. I know you guys enjoy them. But anyways, right, so there's a spoiled kid in Brian's life that was, you know, a very, very interesting character. He was notorious around the neighborhood. So there was, like, one super nice house in the neighborhood, and obviously the spoiled kid lived there. And, uh, you know, he's, he only lived there, like, for a third of the year because his parents had, like, crazy expensive houses all around the world in different countries and different states. But while he was there, while he was in the neighborhood, he was an absolute menace. And the kids really knew him because for the majority of the time, middle school, high school, he lived... So he lived in the neighborhood during the years of, like, or not, during the time that he'd be going to school. So he was never there during the summer or winter breaks or something like that. But his parents liked the school district, so they sent him to school there. So anyways, the kids in the neighborhood, including the subscriber Brian, just slowly over time got, like, a, they just kind of got, like, a used to him. They were aware of him, and everyone kind of knew his antics. However, as Brian got older, he became kind of more and more aware of, you know, how much money he had access to and kind of the stuff like that. And some people with age, some spoiled kids as they get older, become less spoiled as they kind of become more socially aware of the fact that, you know, in all reality, it was kind of luck-based that you were born into this. So you should really act as if, like, super grateful and super... It's fine that you have it. Like, at the end of the day, some people have it, some people don't. If you have it, I feel like as long as you act like, you know, nice enough and you don't, you're, you're kind of not showy with it, you don't brag about it, you don't use it, uh, you know, I don't know, in the wrong way, then I don't really have an issue with you. So some kids, as they get older, they start as little kids who are spoiled and then they kind of, 
you know, they grow out of it. But others, like this spoiled kid, kind of uh, grew into it in a sense. He was always kind of known as being a bit jerky and a bit like showy, especially when he was just showing off things that he, de he didn't get himself. But it got really bad the older he got. So this is a pretty long story of the road to him getting kicked out from his parents' house and them legally trying to disown him. It's a, it's a, it's a doozy of a story, but it all starts one night, right? So at this point, the subscriber and his friends are actually done with high school. It is the summer that they graduate. So actually, you know, uh, it's it, it, for once too, for once, the spoiled kid is actually being staying in the neighborhood for the summer. Maybe later on he's a trip to somewhere else. But for the first time, it is a summer when the spoiled kid is going to be interacting with the other kids. So Brian, the subscriber, is kind of just prepared for whatever is going to be thrown his way. Um, but he's also excited because it is, you know, it's finally, to, they graduate. They're going off to college. This is going to be the last hurrah he's going to have with his friends who he's known ever since he was a little kid. Most of the people who went to the middle school and the uh, high school, he's known forever and they live in their neighborhoods. So he'd hang out with them all the time. So this was kind of like the last, the last kind of thing. This was the last kind of push before they go off and start their lives or whatever. So this all started one Friday night. And the spoiled kid kind of like pulled up to an event where they were a little kind of gathering, you know, Brian and his friends were having. And, uh, you know, he pulled up in a really fancy, expensive car, right? So Brian had a car, but it was like, Super cheap car, whatever, which honestly, I think your starter car should be extremely cheap. Not so cheap that it's dangerous, but cheap enough that, you know, you, you have the ability to kind of mess around with it a bit. I don't have a car yet, but I know when I will get one, I'll make sure that it won't be some... I, I won't go... I, I definitely, first of all, don't buy it used. Or do buy it used, don't buy it new. And cheap cars function. As long as they're not going to blow up in your face, they function. If the brake works, the car is good enough for me. Anyways, though, he pulls up in this super crazy expensive car, which is kind of expected for someone like, you know, the, the spoiled kid, right? And he pulls up, and he's just talking about how, like, he, he's just, like, extra, extra arrogant. I think the kid, like, was kind of more vacant. Like, he didn't really hang... The thing is, right, the kid never really hung out with the, uh, the other kids in the neighborhood during high school just because, you know, he was off doing his own thing. He would hop into class kind of be a jerk then and obviously you know during the summer he wouldn't be there and he wouldn't hang out with them on the weekends because he was too busy doing his rich kid things right but he decided to pull to, uh, pull up to this event he just came in in the super crazy expensive car and uh, people are kind of just looking at him as he kind of like walks around kind of being buddy buddy with everyone as if he was super close friends with them brian the subscriber and the other people didn't really care too much because, you know, I mean, ugh, they're not going to be mean to this kid. This kid isn't great, but during this party, right, it was getting a little bit late. This kid was starting to get a little bit drunk, and, or, or Apple, okay, I'm just going to say drunk. YouTube doesn't actually care that much. Um, and uh, yeah, sure enough, right, the kid starts to brag. He starts to brag a lot about how he's got the craziest whip ever, how he's got access to all these things, how everyone else has to be, like, worker drones and go into, like, working nine to five and then have like one minute of retirement and then die while he gets to be like, have this crazy awesome life. And people were starting to get a little bit resentful because unfortunately that may or may not be true. The truth is that this kid probably doesn't have to work or so he thought until he literally got disowned, which is coming up and trust me, it's worth it. I'm really trying to build a good picture of the spoiled kid so that there's a good payoff when he gets disowned at the very end of the story or yeah. So anyways, right. At this point, you know, the spoiled kid's like, all right, I'm going back to my house. 
And, uh, yeah, this kid had a lot to, had, a, had enough to drink where they were like, dude, you can't drive. Because, like, obviously, disclaimer, one of the worst things you can do is, you know, have something to drink and then drive, get an Uber, stay at a friend's house, or have a DD, okay? Little, just a little thing from the channel. If I can spread a little bit of uh, good knowledge, I'll do that. But anyways, this kid doesn't ignores everyone. No one was able to get his keys. He gets in the car and literally crashes into the first tree. People go over to make sure he's okay. He is miraculously totally fine. But some, something that isn't totally fine, but is very totaled, is the car. Yeah, completely destroys the car. The car is totaled. It's, it's not a good situation. Uh, the spoiled kid actually has to end up calling his parents. His parents drive over. They're very clearly not happy because, you know, their son was, you know, drinking and then got in their car. They're not his car, their car, right? Wrecked it. They're happy that he's okay. But obviously, they're not happy about the fact that like a $100,000 car is completely totaled. Not going to be great for the insurance, right? So sure enough, right, you might be thinking, okay, well, spoiled kid crashes a car. Does he really get disowned from that? No, no, no. This is a long, long, long list of things that the spoiled kid has done. Because he doesn't stop at totaling one car. The spoiled kid ends up totaling another car. Anyway, so you might be thinking, another party? And he gets in again? Nope. This is literally the next day. So the next day, you know, the subscriber and his friend is kind of walking around at the mall. And uh, they're kind of walking out to the parking lot. I think they're going to get in the, into their cars to do something else. So it's a subscriber. It's some of the subscriber's friends. And I don't know, something like that. And uh, so sure enough, right, the, you know, the subscriber... He, you know, is just kind of like walking around and he sees a pretty fancy car pull up into the, uh, the driveway or the parking lot of the mall. And once again, you know, the parking lot of the mall, the car pulls up and actually instead of going into a parking spot, pulls up, idles behind them and rolls the window down. Sure enough, it is the spoiled kid. The spoiled kid, um, you know, kind of is once again in another car. In literally any other family situation... I can almost guarantee you that the spoiled kid would not have access to a vehicle literally one day after totaling the car before. But since his parents had a bajillion dollars and probably infinite cars, they, they kind of just gave him another car because they're like, we don't want this kid around the house anyways. So sure enough, the spoiled kid is driving around in his new car and he, he kind of like pulls down the window. He's like, it's good guys. And they're like, oh, like you, you got access to another car so fast, like. That's pretty crazy. Loki trying to throw a little bit of shade at him, but, you know, completely goes over to this kid's head. He's like, yeah, this whip is actually nicer than my last one. And then he goes on to be like, as you can see, this is a model S1247X5. I don't know. I don't know much about cars. Just talking about how nice the car is, right? And, you know, the subscriber and his friends kind of just sitting there, kind of just looking at each other like, okay, man, that's real nice and all, but we do not care. And uh, so sure enough, the kid's like, yeah, so I don't know. If you know any like banging chicks around here, don't forget to let them know that I'm in a, I have a super sweet ride and we'll take them and give them the time of their lives. Peace, bros. Rolls down the window and literally drives off into the back of another car and totals this car again. The subscriber is just sitting there and just tr shocked by the fact that the kid literally within five seconds of rolling up his window from bragging for two minutes straight about his new car after literally just crashing his old car, within five seconds, just slams into the back of another car, totals his car, which 
he's once again completely fine, and I don't even know how you totaled your car slamming into the back of another car, but this kid is just so incredibly good at wrecking his own car. Okay, my mistake. I was about to say wrecking his own cars. No, no, no. He is incredible. He is. He should go into the professional leagues of wrecking your parents' cars, because that is what he is incredible at, apparently. So sure enough, right, Spoil Kid gets out. He's like, ah, oh, man, you're in my way. Like, you have to get out of my way. And, like, the other guy was literally in a parking spot. Uh, the, the guy was still in his car. Thankfully, he was good, too. He was parked in a parking spot. And he gets out, and he's like, you rear-ended me, but you didn't just rear-end me. You rear-ended me when I was in a parking spot. Like, how am I in your way if I'm in a parking spot? And the spoiled kid's like, well, you should have seen that I was coming and got out of the way. Obviously, the spoiled kid is clearly wrong in the situation. And Spoiled Kid calls his parents because when the guy's like, what's your insurance? Like, let's trade insurance or whatever and starts taking photos. Spoiled Kid's like, what's insurance? So he has to call his parents. His parents come over and his parents are very not happy because, uh, yeah, after their son drunkenly crashed their car the night before, they give him another seemingly even more expensive car, which is low-key on them for that much trust. And he crashes into some guy who's parked in a parking lot. Like, dude, how do you even crash into a stationary car that's parked in the parking lot and end up totaling the car? I mean, it's just crazy enough that he crashed into a stationary car in the first place. But dude, what? Yeah, so anyways, the parents are very much not happy. And from that point on, he drives, uh, they give him a less, a significantly less expensive car. It's still like really good. It's still like $20,000, which is an insane amount for a car. But it's nothing that, like, the spoiled kid would want to flex. This spoiled kid would only flex a car that is $100,000 or more, because anything less than $100,000 on a car is a brokey car. Obviously not. Like, as I said earlier, if the brake works, it's a car, in my opinion. But, yeah, the spoiled kid would not be flexing his, oh, my God, it's only a Tesla. <laughs> I'm so poor right now. Yeah, that's the spoiled kid's mentality. So while he was still able to drive around a lot, yeah, um, he wasn't able to, uh, was not able to flex it. However, you might be thinking, oh, the parents disowned him just over, you know, breaking a few cars? Like, sure, the kid's a menace, but really disowning him? Like, kicking him out and all that? No, no, no. The story continues. This kid gets worse. So this kid keeps on showing up to these parties, right? And the thing is, you know, it's not only just these parties. This kid just, like, appears around the town a ton, and the, you know, the kid shows up, doesn't flex his car too much, but shows up in his car, just kind of like appears places where people are, either that being during the day or at night, if there's a party or something. This kid just kind of like appears places, which is kind of weird, but you know, they, uh, they kind of just don't question it. And uh, the thing is though, this kid was super egotistical and he also was like super aggressive. Like he was kind of crazy, dude. So like he would like just randomly get into fights with people. And at parties, it was a little bit easier to just be like, you know, kick the two people out. Even if he just, like, fought someone, like, randomly. I don't know. Like, they'd still kick the person out as well who he fought. Which, just to, like, mitigate the whole thing. Just to, like, cool it down or whatever. So whenever the spoiled kid came up to have, like, showed up at a party or something, there was, like, a one in five... Ch there, no, there's a one in three chance that he was going to get kicked out because he tried to fight someone. But the real problem started when he just started fighting people in broad daylight. So yeah, one day at the mall, this was about like a week, two, one or two weeks after the whole he crashed two cars in like the span of 24 hours incident, the subscriber was hanging out with a friend at the mall, right? 
And for some reason, the spoiled kid was just walking around there. And for some reason, this kid had beef with his friend. Uh, you know, the subscriber doesn't totally know what his friend did, but his friend, after the fact, was like, dude, like, I think he asked for a test answer his junior year, and I just didn't give it to him. But, like, other than that, I can't think of anything else he'd have, like, beef with me about. So, basically, the spoiled kid was so petty that he was, he was willing to hold beef with someone because they didn't give him test answers back in junior year. I mean, this is the spoiled kid we're talking about, so it's not like I'm, like, wow, blown away or anything. It's kind of expected. But anyways, right, at the, at the same time, so the, the subscriber and his friend is kind of walking through the mall. The spoiled kid sees him, and the spoiled kid literally just, like, out of, like, nowhere, basically jumps on this kid and just starts swinging on, swinging on him. And it's, it's ridiculous, too. And the thing is that's funny is the spoiled kid decided to do this in front of the mall cop. So, yeah, the spoiled kid just starts swinging on this kid. This kid obviously isn't going to, like, well, it's not obviously not going to fight back. But he knows that he has a better chance of just kind of, like, trying to, like, avoid the confrontation entirely. So he kind of backs out, especially he sees that there's a mall cop right there. I think, you know, the subscriber's friend had a bit more spatial awareness than the spoiled kid did. Because the spoiled kid probably wouldn't have just, like, charged on him, like, head first if he knew that, a, like, a mall cop was literally 10 feet away. But uh, sure enough, right, the subscriber... You know, it's just watching as this all happens, and the mall cop almost, like, immediately, like, 25 seconds in, jumps in, breaks them up, and uh, puts the spoiled kid uh, under arrest. I mean, as much as a mall cop really can. He calls the actual police, because, like, this, I don't know, he, he, I guess he didn't have a lot to do. And so, you know, he asks the, the subscriber and, the, and the, his friend to stick around. Eventually, the police show up. The police, you know, the, the mall cop gives, you know, his eyewitness or whatever you know he's interviewed what and eventually the parents are called and the way that the mall cop and the police agree to let this kid go is uh, it's a little shady but the parents like if they choke up enough money yeah so i guess the town they lived in was low-key a little bit corrupt because the cops were telling the parents like look these are if you hand us a thousand dollars this won't go on anyone's records or anything like that and you know the parents were pretty upset about this and, uh, you know, my, you might be thinking, okay, crashed a few cars, got in one fight. No, no, one fight? There's literally four to five other, like, occurrences that I was told, and I was implied that there was a lot more. But there was, I will quickly run through them. I'm not going to spend too much time on each because that'd be a little ridiculous, right? One time at an ice cream shop, uh, one of the subscriber's friends was getting ice cream when the spoiled kid came in and apparently just didn't like his fit. He said it wasn't drippy enough, so tried to punch him in the face. Once again, the cops are called, and it's the same cops that, like, are around the entire, like, neighborhood or whatever, or the town. So the parents, once again, have to pay them off $1,000. The next one happens at the movie theater. So, uh, you know, the spoiled kid wanted to sit with uh, these three guys that went to school with the subscriber and lived in the neighborhood. But there was only three, like, seats left in the row, so the spoiled kid said, I want to sit in between. But the three kids sat down and said, hey, man, you can sit behind us. So the spoiled kid literally grabs the kid in the middle and, like picks him up by the collar of her shirt and, like, pushes him out and then starts just, like, wailing on the kid. Once again, the police come. Uh, once again, another $1,000 down the drain. Another, yeah, this kid's insane. Another instance, right? And remember, this kid is only doing it again and again because he genuinely believes no matter what he does, he can get away with anything. I'm just going to tell you one more of these because at some point they all kind of sound the same. But anyways, <laughs> this literally just happened. They were walking down the street. The spoiled kid saw some kid that he, like, remembered was, like, I don't know, kind of weird and uh, 
freshman year, but like had totally changed by then. And was like, you're weird in freshman year. It just socks him in the face. Like it, the most ridiculous stuff ever. Once again, the police come over and they're just like, call up the parents. They're like, do you want to just like Venmo me $1,000 at this point to make it easier? So yeah, a lot of corruption is going down in the city, but at the same time, at this, the thing we're supposed to be focusing on is every single time this happens, the parents are getting more and more and more upset. And apparently every single time this is happening, they are screaming at the kid. It's not as if they're like, okay, then. At the end of the day, they keep paying the fines, which honestly, they probably should have just let their son go to jail for a night or two. Would have been a lot more effective than just getting him out and paying, him a th- paying the cops $1,000 and yelling at the spoiled kid because pretty clearly yelling at the spoiled kid was not functional. And the thing that, the okay, we've made it to that part of the story where I tell you the thing that really drove them over the line to disown the kid and kick him out. So remember, this is accumulation of everything, of everything. And if you made it this far into the video, comment spoiled down below. Real quick, we're bringing back the secret word of the day. So anyways, the subscriber and has a friend. We're going to call this friend Will. And Will, a night before, was at a party that the spoiled kid was at. And the spoiled kid had a girlfriend. This girlfriend, he like legitimately like flew in from Dubai. Like he messaged some like Instagram model on like, he just like DM'd some Instagram model on Instagram, paid for her flight, said, I'm gonna like bring you all these like crazy things or whatever. So this like very beautiful girl from Dubai like was just at the party. It was the weirdest thing ever. And only something that like the spoiled kid of a super rich parent would ever do. And anyways, um, since the subscriber's friend, Will, didn't know who this girl was, he went in and introduced himself. The spoiled kid immediately, since he has a one-inch weenie, right, uh, this was threatened by this and needed to intervene. So sure enough, the spoiled kid is like, goes up to Will and is like, hey, like, you're trying to steal my girlfriend. By the way, this was not his girlfriend. This was like some kind of like escort type business. I, I don't even know what it was. Like, I genuinely don't even know. Maybe it was his girlfriend, but not really, if you know what I mean, right? So Will immediately backs off. He's like, all right, man, like, I was just, I don't know who this is. I was just introducing myself. And the spoiled kid didn't, like, try and fight him, which is kind of weird. And I guess the subscriber and the spoiled kid kind of just assumed that the, uh, or the subscriber and his friend Will kind of just assumed that the spoiled kid, uh, I don't know, gave up or just didn't care about it anymore. Like, just didn't care about the whole instance. But they were wrong because the next day they went to the beach because it was during the summer. And there was kind of a beach in the area that they were at. So it was a cool kind of attraction. A lot of people would go there. Um, water was nice enough. It wasn't like a jacuzzi or something, but it was nice. It wasn't it was temperate enough for like a pool. Uh, and I don't know if it's a lake or an ocean. doesn't matter. It's a beach either way. So they're at the beach. And the beach, the, the lake or ocean is big enough that, you know, boats can be in it. So maybe it is like, maybe they live in a coastal town that's by the ocean. Because uh, the spoiled kid's parents have a boat, and they let him drive around in the boat, which is honestly more productive use of his time than, like, crashing cars or beating up kids. So especially more after he started to beat up a bunch of kids, they encouraged him to go more and more in the boat. So the subscriber and his friend Will were just kind of, like, in the water, and that's when they see this boat coming at them. And they're like, okay, that's a little bit weird. And that's when the boat starts, continues to come at them. So the subscriber's like, hey, maybe this guy isn't really paying attention. Let's get out of the water. So they start swimming away and the boat gets closer and closer. And it's very apparent that they're coming after him. So the subscriber and Will barely make it out of the water before the boat like literally crashes onto land and almost smashes through Will, right? 
almost really seriously hurts him. The, the good thing is, right, the spoiled kid is not a good enough pilot to really aim this thing correctly, but smashes it onto land and goes, like, right by Will's head. It was a very close call. Obviously, a bunch of the people on the beach were freaking out. Boat was completely ruined. The spoiled kid was yelling at the subscriber and Will, like, you made me crash my boat. That's what you get for talking to my girlfriend. And they're like, what? So, yeah, once again, the parents are called. And there's, like, some lifeguards, security officer, police, whatever. It's a whole scene. Everyone has to clear the beach. And the parents come. And for the first time ever, the, the spoiled kid's parents do not come in a rage. They're not yelling. They're not freaking out. They're just completely silent. They're very calm and collected. Which, one would think that would mean that they were kind of used to this and they were just like, whatever. But no, actually the opposite. They're done at this point. So it comes over, and the police officer's like... All right, you know, this is a little bit bigger, so we need a $10,000 fine, and we'll clean this all up, right? And the parents just say no. The police officer's like, okay, well, you know, that means we have to, like, pursue legal action with your son and all this kind of stuff. And they're like, our son? No. Him. Yes. And they point to their son, and the spoiled kid's like, what? This kid remembers, like, 20 or something. He had to repeat high school a bunch of times, which is fine, but just context. And they're like, yeah. Oh, yeah, by the way. Billy, they look at him, let's call him Billy, right? Like, you are no longer living with us. You have no respect for us. For us. You have no respect for anything that we've done for you. It's time that you learn how to actually be, you know, a real person. They're, and he's like, dude, what? Like, just pay, the, just pay the fine, mom. Like, it's whatever. They're like, no. And at this point, like, they explain that they have been on, like, the verge of this for a while. But... As of tonight, they're kicking Billy out. And as of a couple weeks ago, they had been starting to look into the process of legitimately disowning him as a son. And he's like, dude, what? That's not chill at all. Screw you guys. So yeah, they ended up not paying the $10,000 to the cops. So the cops decided to pursue him. And this kid was an adult. I didn't get an update on exactly what punishment happened. But apparently, like, Billy was still kind of... He was able to, like gets like he was able to get some money out of his parents before they completely cut off all of his credit cards so he was able to spend a lot of money really quickly but then all of his cards got frozen and the subscriber like this happened like last summer so to this day the subscriber has not seen billy since maybe he's in some like random european country uh just i i he has no idea but uh moral of the story is uh don't take advantage of your parents because you know maybe they'll just drop you one day is that the moral click of the, the story? Click on the video on screen right know. now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it. From a kid who thinks he can be a jerk because his dad runs the place and gets destroyed, to a rich kid who thinks he is great at everything because he's never been told no in his life, and life comes to him fast, these are the most satisfying stories of rich kids who think that they run the world getting destroyed in the real world. So the subscriber who submitted the story one summer had an internship at an investment bank or bank or one of those type of banking internships. Basically, this kid was in college and he wanted to go into kind of banking or finance. So he, he, he got one of those internships at a bank and these were pretty competitive. So he was pretty, uh, he was pretty well prepared. He was pretty professional and he was definitely up to par with the quality that this bank wanted. However, you know, there was a couple other kids that were interns as well. I think the intern class was like four to five, but like the one of the interns, right? 
was distinguishably a lot worse than the others and very clearly did not care. The reason was, was because this kid did not get in this internship out of merit, out of skill, out of, you know, grit and the ability to, you know, persevere through tough times. No, this kid got the internship because his dad was literally CEO of the bank. This wasn't like one of the big banks like JP Morgan Chase, Citibank. This was a much smaller one, but it's still really big enough. And obviously if your dad is CEO, it's you can probably swing an intern position at it. Like you could probably do that. Um, so anyways, right, on the first day of like meeting all of them, right, it was like the first like meeting was over Zoom and then they were gonna do it in person, but there was like a little like pre-meeting type thing where they told you about like information, uh, what to expect, um, a little get together, the other interns and the subscriber and all the interns got together on a Zoom meeting. Well, four of them did because the fifth one was 10 minutes late. Can you guys guess who the fifth one was? Let's see, A, B, C. A, it was the subscriber. B, it was another kid who actually worked hard to get there. Or C, the CEO's son who didn't have to do a thing and got the internship because of nepotism. Have you answered A or B? Well, uh, I don't know, you're just wrong because it was C. Sure enough, it was the CEO's son who was like 10 minutes late or whatever. So while the kids were like sitting in the Zoom meeting, like just listening to, okay, so you're going to have to get there by you know, nine every morning, uh, you're expected to do X, Y, or Z. If you have any questions, here's a good contact for me or your direct supervisor. Uh, like this isn't like supposed to be like competitive, like compete, like you're supposed to like work with each other. Uh, like you could all get job offers. Cause the thing about the internship is like, you really want a job offer at a job offer afterwards. That's like the best option or in a couple of years or whatever. And so they were trying to say, like, it's not competitive between you guys. You could all get job offers, really work together because that's what we do at the bank anyways. And then like 10 minutes in, this kid just shows up randomly. And this, you know, this kid just like comes in. He's all disheveled. All the other guys dress up for their Zoom meeting because like they were kind of told in the email, hey, be a little formal. Like, I know it's over Zoom or whatever, but kind of like show up, you know, just kind of dress up a little bit for Zoom. But this kid came in with a big sweatshirt on, backwards hat, which is totally fine to walk around in. And like, if you're just a totally fine casual outfit, but bro, if you're really trying to like, I don't know, put it together for like a, an official meeting or something like that, and it says don't dress casually, then don't dress casually. But sure enough, since this was the kid at the CEO, he literally didn't care. And he came in 10 minutes late, dressed up all sloppily or whatever. So anyways, 20 minutes go by and it's time for all the kids to introduce each other or introduce each other, introduce themselves and meet each other. So sure enough, right, they go around and uh, they, they all say their first and last names. And the subscriber notices, cause like the subscriber did a lot of research about the bank just cause during the interview he wanted to, he was prepared if they're gonna ask a history question about the bank, like when was it founded? Who's the current CEO? What is like all these kind of information, right? They ended up not asking those specific questions, but for that reason, the subscriber knew all this information. So when he heard the last name of this kid, it matched up with the last name of the CEO of the bank. So, you know, very quickly with a nice little Google search, um, the CEO of the bank was like, it was a big, it wasn't a huge bank, but it was a big enough bank that this guy had like a public profile. And through some Google, uh, Google searching, right, he found that the name of the kid who was in the internship program happened to match up exactly with the name of the kid of the CEO of the bank. And after a bit more research, he found a photo and the photos matched up. So after the Zoom meeting and doing a bit of research, the subscriber realized that one of the interns is actually the kid of the CEO of the bank that they were working at. So anyways, on the first day, sure enough, this kid, uh, the subscriber and all the other interns actually worked to get there, 
they, uh, you know, they, they struggled. They got, you know, they understand what it takes or they understand how valuable this is because they put in the work to get it. That's one thing you'll see. When people are just handed everything, they won't understand the value of it. In fact, a perspective is, in a sense, they're robbed of the true um, importance. Like, they're, they are robbed of, you know, the, the joy of, you know, reaping the rewards because, you know, you're not reaping the rewards anything. You're just giving it. But anyways, it was very, very, very apparent in the way that all these kids, like, uh, showed up because the ones that worked for it showed up five minutes early if not 10 minutes early, because, you know, you never know how long it takes with traffic, with navigating the, you know, the New York City bus system or train system, whatever, right? Um, so sure enough, they showed up like at minimum 5, 10, 15 minutes early. But, the, you know, the spoiled kid, we're just going to call him the spoiled kid from this point on. He literally came in 25 minutes late. And he had some lame excuse like, uh, sorry, man, bus got like, uh, like, uh, I don't know, like traffic or something like that. Which, like, fair enough, like, sure, I guess. But at the end of the day, you got to be prepared for that. It's your first day. If that happens, like, two weeks into the job, then I think that's more acceptable. But on your first day of work, especially for something really important like this, you got to show up at least, give yourself a, a good enough margin, especially if you're doing work in New York City. Like, I know some of you guys are out of the country or the country I live in, the United States, and you've never been to New York City, and some of you guys is in the country, have never been in New York City. That place is crazy. You got to give yourself a lot of time because like traffic and uh, stuff will happen. And especially when you want it to least happen. So sure enough, they're in there the first day and they're doing work. And when you're an intern, especially for like a banking intern, you're not doing anything too crazy. Like for the most, you will be like, the most extensive thing you'll do is probably like research or something like that. But for the most part, you're kind of just a coffee monkey and a uh, PowerPoint slide monkey, and a, an Excel monkey. You're not doing that much. So sure enough, right, they're just rearranging stuff on Excel. Um, they're just kind of like editing PowerPoint slides. It's a lot of work, but it's nothing's like that hard or that interesting or stimulating. If they kind of just give like the interns and the very low-level employees like kind of the grunt work that no one really wants to do. So they're all sitting around doing it, and they're all given one big glob of an assignment. So it's like they're given one stack where it's like, okay, you got to do all of this, you got to do this, um, all this kind of stuff, right? So sure enough, there are, you know, there's all these things that they got to do. And um, the thing is, though, it wasn't divided up evenly between them. It was just given to one of them. And they said, okay, I need you to delegate all the, uh, I don't know, I need you guys to delegate the work between, like amongst yourself. We're not going to delegate the work for you. That's up to you guys. So sure enough, right, they just kind of like all four of them, not the fifth one, all four of them, they go in and, uh, you know, they just, you know, they go in, they grab some of the work or they delegate some of the work if it's not like paperwork. Because a lot of it was Excel, PowerPoint, stuff like that, research. So the one kid who didn't was the spoiled kid. Because why would he have to work? His dad runs the place. He just shows up because his dad isn't going to let him play Fortnite all summer like he did last summer, right? He actually has to get a job or something. Like, screw you, dad. Give me all these opportunities. I just want to play Fortnite and do nothing all day. Me. But anyways, right? Uh, sure enough, like all the other, the, the other four interns, including the subscriber, kind of gave this kid a side eye. Like, are you really just going to sit there and not do anything? So... Yeah, sure enough, they end up doing all the work, and the kid is on his phone watching, like, TikTok videos or something, 
and by like eight at night or something, because they wanted to make sure they got it all done and really show initiative on the first day. First of all, the kid left like at three, which they're supposed to leave at five. The others stayed till eight. Loki, the reason was because it was work for five people to finish at five. But if you only have four people working on it, you're going to have to like stay a couple extra hours because the last person didn't pull through. You really do hate to see it. And this, pa- this was a pattern that literally just continued on and on and on again. However, you know, one of these days, it's actually like about a month into the internship and the interns are doing really well. I mean, the four of them are. The fifth one, aka the spoiled kid, literally sits there and does nothing all day. So uh, is he doing well? I don't know. But really good reputation. Um, The interns are accruing right now. Everyone sees them as really uh, capable and uh, just really impressed by what they're able to do. So now they're given a more official assignment. And also for the first time ever, they're each given individual things they're supposed to do. Because the reason for this is they're each assigned to individual teams. So each of them is like given as part of a team or whatever. And they're all given a very important research role. Basically, they've been doing research the whole time, or the four of them have have been doing research. The spoiled kid had not. And uh, they had done a really good job, so they were all, like, four to five different teams were, you know, going to be presenting to investors, and they were pretty important meetings. So these interns were given a super important job, and they were informed of how important the job was, to do research to give to the analysts and associates to put together for slides that would be given to the VPs or the MDs or whatever that would then present it. So what ended up happening was pretty funny because basically what happened here was you have to realize the spoiled kid had not done any research at all for the last two weeks. So he has no idea what this whole research thing is, right? So all the other kids do a really good job. The subscriber and the other three, they do a really good job. They supply really good information to the VPs and the analysts and associates or whatever. They put together good presentations. And, you know, it's, it's a good enough presentation that if the investor wanted to invest based on the information, they would have. And if it wasn't right for them, then they wouldn't invest. But it wasn't because, you know, the information was bad or was presented in a poor way. However, with the spoiled kid, the spoiled kid, first of all, he doesn't know how to do any of it because he's never done any of it. Second of all, he's too arrogant to ask for help. He's too kind of like full of himself to believe that he ever has to ask anyone else for help, especially all the poor kids that he was like working with. Like he'd never have to ask them. He's above them. They're below him. And uh, a combination of arrogance and uh, procrastination led him to a point where like two hours before the deadline, he's like, okay, I just got to figure this out. And the thing is, right, instead of actually doing research on, you know, whatever specific thing they're supposed to do research on, he just plugged in random numbers. The thing is, though, the random numbers were, like, close enough to being the right numbers. Like, if you had no, basically, if you had no context and you just believed these numbers at face value, it's like, if I said, like, a hamburger had a trillion calories in it, you wouldn't believe me because that's not reasonable. But if I said a hamburger had 300 calories and it actually had 800, you would probably believe me even if 300 felt a little bit low because it's in the range of possibility. Same thing if, a, like, a, I don't know, a piece of steak had 500 calories, but I said it had 1,200, you would probably believe me. But if I said it had a billion, you wouldn't believe me. So, these ki- so the spoiled kid put in random numbers that were close enough to being realistic that the, you know, the analysts and VPs didn't check them over because to check them over would literally to be doing the grunt work again. And the whole point of the interns was to do the grunt work and to find the information. 
So the analysts and VPs created this whole presentation or an entire like deck or whatever these like bank people do. What I, I have, I'm not a banker, right? I, I'm a little bit, I'm into stocks for my own personal, you know, financial security. If you ever want me to talk about that on my like second channel, let me know. But uh, yeah, so they put together a whole presentation. However, mid demonstration to these like very sophisticated, important investors, there was obvious holes in the presentation and something was fishy and the investors were questioning the numbers that they were showing. And the analysts and VPs were starting to realize on the spot that something was not right about their models. Something was not right about the information that they were given. And apparently the presentation was a massive disaster. Like the whole thing completely exploded in their faces. So all the analysts the next day are kind of sitting in their office. They have a little, we're not analysts, sorry. The interns are all kind of sitting in their little intern office, right? So when they're all sitting in there, one of the, uh, one of the, like the, the managers walks in and says, I need to speak to the spoiled kid right now. And the spoiled kid is on his phone playing like, I don't know, Fortnite or something. And like the other three or other four of them are doing work and the spoiled kid looks up and the other kids look over too because they're like, what? And like a whole team of like executives walk in and like, we just lost like our fourth biggest client because the information you gave us was faulty. Like, where did you get that information? He's like, uh, I just, and they're looking at him. They're like, we looked over the data and on closer inspection, it looks like you just randomly put numbers in there. And all the other kids are kind of looking at each other like, okay, I totally believe the spoiled kid would do something stupid enough like that. Like, it's totally not out of the realm of possibility that the spoiled kid would just spam in random numbers and not actually do the work. And uh, yeah, sure enough, it, this, is, this is probably the greatest thing. The spoiled kid's dad is called down and he walks down into the office and he just has this look of like disappointment right on his face. And what ends up happening is the spoiled kid's own dad tells him that he's let go, that he's fired. The spoiled kid's dad fires his own son because he messed up as an intern so badly that they lost their like fourth biggest client. I'm not even kidding you. And if you thought that this spoiled kid was bad, then you are not you are not ready for the next spoiled kid story. You're simply not physically prepared for the amount of spoiled in this next story. Let's hop into it. So the subscriber in this story is working at a sports broadcasting company as an intern over the summer. So I don't really know. It wasn't like ESPN or anything too big like that, but it was a pretty big, at least locally, sports broadcasting company. So they covered all things in sports or whatever, sports media, uh, you know, stuff like that. I, I'm not super well-versed in that field. So if I make some mistakes, like uh, with technical things and you guys are super big sports fans, this... It, Keep going. <laughs> don't, 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 uh, you know, don't take it too personally in the comments. I'll do my best. But anyways, right. So sure enough, right. There's, there was two interns. There's a subscriber and then there's a spoiled kid, right? So basically the spoiled kid, it wasn't as if, you know, his dad was the CEO of the company like last time. However, his dad was like a really big shot, like a hot shot, like big boy lawyer type dude. And he, like, knew the guy who, like, ran the sports company and basically said, like, hey, like, uh, my, my son really wants to be an intern here. I know he's not qualified, but remember when we represented your company last time and we did a really good job? I would really appreciate it if you did a favor for me, too. Kind of like a conversation like that happened behind closed doors. And sure enough, the very not-so-qualified spoiled kid got a job with a subscriber who was fairly qualified. 
and you might be thinking, oh, the subscribers just like has a big head saying that he's qualified. Well, at the end of the day, the subscriber didn't have a dad who like try basically bribed his way in. So he was at least qualified enough that he did needed to be bribed in, right? So uh, sure enough, the spoiled kid's arrogance was put on display almost right away because as interns, they were given a lot of work. So in some cases, when you're an intern, you're given nothing of importance, like literally nothing of importance. And I mean, that's fair enough. When you're an intern, you're coming in with no experience and you just wanna, you just wanna gain some understanding of what you're doing here. But other places, interns will be given, you know, really important jobs. They're normally not jobs that require a lot of expertise because, I mean, how can you get the expertise without having the expertise? Or how can you do something that needs a lot of knowledge without accumulating that knowledge, you know? But sometimes, like, really kind of, like, jobs that anyone can do can turn out to be super, super important for, like, down the, like, the funnel, right? Like, getting data, like, getting information can be, like, you know, almost anyone could do it if they're taught briefly, but that is a super important role, you know what I mean? So sure enough, right, one of their very first assignments, because they were both given two different assignments, but they were in the same room, so they were, like, talking about it or whatever. Basically, one of their first assignments was to give information, like, real quick information for an on-air broadcasting program that was going to go on literally an hour later. So they're like, hey, like, this will only take you about 10 minutes, so we're giving you an hour to do it. But basically, we need you to get X, Y, and Z. It's like information. Um, the broadcasters will use it online, like on air. And um, yeah, so it's super important, whatever, right? So they're sitting in the room, and the subscriber, he's going to have to go up first, and the spoiled kid goes up second. Or at least that's the line of like the information that'll be sent. So the subscriber really quickly goes up, finds like exactly what he's trying to look for, and uh, yeah, gets it done in five minutes because uh, bro's efficient, bro's got it done. And he, sets, he sends it upstream basically right away. So he's sitting there, and this boy old kid is kind of just like going around, browsing ESPN, going on Twitter a little bit. So since they have a lot of time, and they're not really that much in a rush yet, because they still have like 50 minutes till it's very much deadline, the subscriber asks the spoiled kid, so, like, uh, what do you have? And the spoiled kid's like, well, I'm supposed to send them stuff about golf or something, but that's really boring. I don't know if I want to do that. And this, the subscriber gives the spoiled kid a look. Kind of like, okay, you find it boring, but you're not going to be the only person who watches this TV program. Obviously, they want you to have, you know, golf information send it upstream because that's what's on air. That's what you're supposed, or radio or whatever, right? They're like, you know, you send that upstream because that's what people at the time, that like, they need a variety of sports. There's people who are listening to that. I know that you don't find it interesting, but there are definitely people who are tuning in specifically to listen to that, you know? So sure enough, right, you know, the, the subscriber kind of looks at the spoiled kid like, bro, like, <laughs> think carefully with what you're doing here, right? And, uh, you know, the spoiled kid is like, you know, I might actually help them out. And the spoiled kid is super arrogant, thinking that he knows better than the people who run this place themselves. And he's like, you know what, I might actually help them out a little bit and make their stuff less boring and send them some really cool information about some football or whatever. And, uh, you know, the subscriber hears this and says, hey man, I really don't think that's a good idea. I mean, I'm sure that you have a lot of input and I'm sure you have a lot of good su subscribers being super nice here. But he's like, I'm sure you have a lot of input. I'm sure you have a lot to give. But look, this is our first assignment and they're asking for very specific stuff. Um, 
maybe tell them about what you want to send them about football after the fact so they can like include it tomorrow. I also just think it's too late right now because the people who will be getting the information are expecting, expecting golf information and maybe they have a football segment later. It might just mess things up. And this, you know, this boiled kid's like, yeah, maybe you're right, is kind of just sitting there. But he didn't say, yeah, maybe you're right, and like, uh, yeah, okay, you're right, totally, I get it, in a way that's like, oh, you changed my mind. He said it in a, yeah, I guess, kind of in a way like, whatever, man, I'm still going to do what I'm going to do. Sure enough, right, the spoiled kid does not heed the subscriber's advice because eventually, five minutes before the deadline, he sends in the information and loudly says, done. So the subscriber <laughs> knows he's done because he, the spoiled kid loudly says done. So he looks over, he's like, oh, so did you end, did you end up sending in the golf inf information? And the spoiled kid looks at him and says, nope. <laughs> and the, the subscriber looks at him with this look of, oh man, you messed up. And the subscriber for a second is like, okay, you messed up, but does that mean we messed up? Because, like, they're the only two interns. Thankfully, right, the information, like, each of them was given a separate, you know, bundle of information to send, and it was very clear that the spoiled kids was the wrong one and not the subscribers. But anyways, right, they tune into the live programming, and the first, like, like I think it was radio, right? So the first uh, sound bite that they hear was, you know, the subscriber's information that he sent in with some analysis and whatever by the TV host, or not, sorry, the radio host. And then it was the spoiled kids bit. And they start saying, okay, and now in this news for golf, and then like dead silence. And that's when like the subscriber realized that, yep, this is like basically the spoiled kid sent a bomb down the pipeline, bro. Like he just messed the whole thing up. And they're like, oh, Sorry, we're going to come back to you in just a second with the golf information. Um, we're going to go to commercial break. And it was like an unscheduled commercial break. And literally 30 seconds later, the door slams open and says, Why did we get football information? We're supposed to get information about golf. And uh, the spoiled kid was like, well, golf is super boring, so I thought I'd make your program less boring. And literally the guy goes up to him and doesn't like physically like shake him or anything, but goes up to him very intimidatingly, just stares him down and is like, that's not your call to make. So the subscriber pipes up and says, hey, like I can get you that information in like five minutes. And they said, okay, good, do that right now. So sure enough, the subscriber goes, sends in the information and the program is like definitely jumbled up because the ad breaks in the wrong time and all this kind of stuff. But eventually they get all the information they need. And the subscriber, the spoiled kid is like, bro, they should have, like while the, while the subscriber is frantically trying to get information about this golf stuff, the spoiled kid is saying, bro, they should have totally taken my advice and did the football segment instead. Like, their segment super sucks. Like, I'm listening right now. It's going to be so bad. And the subscriber's like, man, like, I'm sure it's better, but, like, he doesn't actually believe that. But he's like, I'm sure you're right, but you can't do this so last minute. It's going to, like, it messes up the whole line of production. Like, this stuff is live. It's not last It's not, like, pre-recorded, like these videos. And sure enough, I know this is, you know, the spoiled kid's like, yeah. I guess, I don't know, man. I just think they should have really listened to me. So an hour later, because they're all sitting there kind of like awkwardly, like I, they, they really don't have a job next. And I think that they might have had more jobs coming up, but obviously management had to figure out what was going on with the interns or specifically one of the interns. So sure enough, the door opens up an hour later and the manager comes in and is like, hey, what happened? And, you know, instead of, like, you know, the, the spoiled kid staying silent, he immediately pipes up and is like, 
well, you guys wanted golf information, but that stuff was super boring, dude. So I was just trying to help you guys out, and I sent in football information instead, and it just gets cut off mid-sentence, and the manager's like, you can't do that. You're an intern here. We got a way of doing things. We asked you for some information, and it totally messed up the thing on live. Like, our whole program got jumbled up. People had to work extra hard for no good reason other than you thinking that you know the business better than people have been doing this for 30 years. And there was kind of like a dead silence when I think the spoiled kid kind of realized that he was in the wrong. And that's when the manager says, I'm sorry to say this. I don't know. Your dad's not going to be happy, but we, we, can't, we can't keep using an intern. We seriously can't. You're a liability. The spoiled kid's like, what? I was going to make this place 10x better. And the guy's like, well, I'm, I'm sorry. Click on the video on screen say. right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to a brand new story. Today, we have a story of a spoiled brat who doesn't get what he wants, so he decides that, oh, well, then I should just destroy the entire school. Not even kidding. Let's just jump right into it. So we're going to call the subscriber who submitted the story Gene. And anyways, in Gene's class, there's a kid who we're going to call the spoiled kid. This spoiled kid didn't really have any friends, not because everyone there was mean to him, but because everyone there saw him as who he was, as the spoiled kid, who was a jerk to everyone because he could be. Or not just because he could be, but because he believed that he was better than everyone else. He believed that he was a god, man. I mean, that's just kind of how his parents raised him, which it's always good to raise your kid with a bit of confidence, but not like this. So anyways, one day, the teacher was handing back a pretty big test that they all did, and the spoiled kid probably believed that he didn't even need to study for this. So yeah, when the teacher was handing them back, I mean, the teacher was walking around the classroom. You can tell when the teacher's like handing back a like piece of like a test and they flip it over and they kind of like, you know, the teacher was putting it front side up for some people and flipping it over for others because, you know, you already know the teacher's like, I know you don't want your classmates seeing this grade. And eventually, Gene is watching as the teacher goes over to the spoiled kid and hands back a test. The spoiled kid looks at it very quickly, has a look on his face, and immediately raises his hand. Look, whenever you do poorly on a test, you always hate to see it. It's not a fun sight, and I agree with that. However, sometimes, like, at least, at a minimum, look at what mistakes you made, and if you think that you deserve a different grade, at least point out why and where you think the teacher went wrong with grading their, you know, grading the test or whatever. So, this, you know, Gene raises his hand, and, you know, the teacher kind of, like, looks around and is a little confused because he's kind of thinking to himself, well, this is kind of a quick turnaround, like, I did just... Did, did Gene, or not, sorry, did Gene, did the spoiled kid even look at the test, or is he just raising his hand? And the teacher, you know, he's not going to ignore him, so he's like, yes, yeah, spoiled kid, like, what's up? Like, what, what do you want to say? And the spoiled kid's like, ah, uh, you made a mistake. And the teacher looks at him and uh, says, I don't think I did. And the, te and the spoiled kid's like, I know I deserve a better grade than this, and I will not settle for this. And the teacher's like, well, I mean can't really change the past on this one, but you could always study harder for the next test. That's a pretty good way of changing things. And the spoiled kid's like, no, you don't understand. And the teacher's like, no, I think I do understand. Like, you didn't study enough for the test, and I mean, here are the consequences of your actions, I guess. And the spoiled kid says, no. And the spoiled kid stands up. He says, I demand an A on this test. And the teacher looks at him, and everyone in the class, including Gene, is kind of just looking at this kid, and is like, 
all right, spoiled kid, like, what's your move here, bro? Like, this is, <laughs> you're acting kind of goofy right now, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. And, uh, you know, the teacher's just looking at the spoiled kid and is like, no, like, I will not give you an A because you demand it. Like, I'm not going to degrade my job for you just because you want something. I'm not going to, like, soil the integrity of, like, what I am doing just to, like, entertain this to give you what you want. And the spoiled kid looks at him and says, I'm going to count to three. It's so funny, when, man, when, I, when people, like, start counting down, just assuming that that's going to change something. It's like a classic, like, trick that, like, parents will use, and I get it because parents can actually give consequences, but sometimes people will be like, give me something, and the person will be like, no, and they'll be like, three, two, and it's kind of just like, what? So the spoiled kid counts all the way down, and the teacher's just looking at him with a look of, like, I'm not changing what I'm doing. Like, are you serious right now? And the spoiled kid looks at the teacher, and it's like, fine, you've made your choice. You shall, you will regret this. Or he says something along the lines of that, and the spoiled kid storms out of class to who knows where, right? So about five minutes later, well, first of all, immediately after, it's super awkward in there, and the teacher's like, well then, and the class laughs a little bit, just trying to break the, the awkwardness, right? So about five minutes later, Gene raises his hand because he has to go to the bathroom really bad. And teacher's like, okay, sure, just make it quick. So Gene gets up, walks over to the bathroom, and when he opens up the guy's bathroom, he sees the spoiled kid in there. So I guess Gene didn't really know where the spoiled kid went off to, but now he does, and he's like, oh, okay. And the spoiled kid looks at him, and Gene looks at the spoiled kid, but Gene looks at the spoiled kid, and he notices that the spoiled kid is shoving the toilets full of paper towels. The spoiled kid is just got like he broke into like he didn't only empty out the paper towels that were in the dispenser he broke into the little cabinet underneath that was just full of paper towels and he had taken every single one and was just stuffing them into the toilets right he was just clogging up the whole system and the spoiled kid was like get out of here gene i'm busy and gene's like uh can i use the bathroom he's like no <laughs> and gene's just kind of looking at him like dude what and yeah, so the spoiled kid continues to, like, stuff more paper towels into the toilets. And Gene's like, um, what are you doing over here? And the spoiled kid says, just, just get out of here. You don't want to know. And, uh, you know, he's like, uh, I kind of got to go to the bathroom. He's like, didn't go to the private bathroom. So Gene's like, okay, whatever. So Gene walks over, goes to, like, the private bathroom, which is technically the teacher's bathroom. And Gene would get in a little bit of trouble, not nothing crazy right but he'd be like get out like the teacher would be like you can't be in here get out of here right but gene goes into the private bathroom either way and uh while he's sitting on the toilet he hears this kind of like or he feels this kind of rumbling right it's like the pipe systems are rumbling and this is when like he gets off the toilet and he looks underneath and the toilet is like pouring water out from the bottom of it and he's like oh my god and he steps out, right? And he's like, oh my God, did I do this? And then he looks around and he just sees water leaking out of everything. And that's when he hears on the loudspeaker an announcement saying that everyone has to go to the front yard, which is like outside in front of the school. So after that, like 30 seconds after, he sees all these teachers filing out their students in a single file line. He sees puddles of water forming everywhere. And he just does not make the connection with what Gene just did, right? So they're all standing outside and there's like, you know, people are coming over, like, I, I, I don't know, not the fire department, but like, 
the emergency plumbers? Dude, I don't know. That's obviously not right. But, you know, there's, like, official people coming over. Everyone's standing outside. It's been about 30 minutes, and everyone's standing in line with their class. The spoiled kid is nowhere to be seen, but um, Gene honestly doesn't think anything of it. And also, Gene doesn't make the connection that maybe, maybe, there's a connection between the fact that the spoiled kid disappeared into the bathroom and was clogging them with paper towels and the fact that the whole piping system is going down, right? So all of a sudden, a teacher comes up, and not like a teacher like one of the uh, teachers that would teach a class, but one of the, I should say, faculty, right? So one of the administrators comes up to the teacher, and Gene's standing in line, and the faculty whispers something or says something in a low tone to the teacher. The teacher looks at Gene and points at him, and Gene is asked to come. And Gene is really confused at this point. And the faculty is giving him this really dirty look. He's like, what did I do, right? So they all bring, so like Gene is brought to the principal's office. And sure enough, they get to the principal's office. And you know who's sitting there in the chair? The spoiled kid. And okay, sorry, they're not even in the principal's office. They're standing outside of the school. Yes, the school is flooded, my fault. They're standing there. You know who else is standing there? The spoiled kid, the principal, a bunch of faculty, and the security guard, and they're all looking upset, and the spoiled kid is just looking down at his shoes, right? So they're all like, um, or not all of them, Gene's like, what's going on? The principal's like, don't play funny with me. We know that you were in there while the spoiled kid was in there, and we think that you helped him destroy the school. And Gene was just looking at them with this look of just complete shock, confusion, and then he started to realize that it was the spoiled kid that backed up the toilets, that broke the entire plumbing system, that flooded the school. Real quick, if you've made it this far into the video, comment spoiled down below. Uh, that'll be the secret word of the day. And then also, if you're new, subscribe to the channel and leave a like on the video to claim your free nothing. So anyways, Gene is standing there and he's trying to like explain to the principal like, okay, I was in there briefly to go to the bathroom, but I didn't like, no, I, I, I didn't do it. And she's like, well, the spoiled kid hasn't said otherwise. And the spoiled kid is literally just sitting there looking down at his shoes or whatever. And he's just like, like, how did you even know I was in there? Like, I was only in there for a second. And she's like, you know, we, while we, we were walking into the bathrooms, like, or one of the teachers was walking by, he saw you walk out of the bathrooms. And then, you know, there was like a whole flooding incident. He saw the spoiled kid walk out as well. And the spoiled kid hasn't said that you haven't been a part of it. So for all we know, you two were equally involved. So, you know, at this point, Gene turns to the spoiled kid. He's like, dude, you need to tell them I didn't do anything. And the spoiled kid just continues to look down at his shoes. And at this point, Gene is like, oh my God, they actually think that I blocked up the toilets and destroyed the school. So at this point, Gene's like, why do you think I would have done this? And the principal's like, frankly, we don't know. But we also don't know why the spoiled kid would have done this. And, you know, at this point, Gene's like, well, actually, I was in his class and his teacher gave him back like a really bad like assignment. And, you know, he demanded that the teacher change the grade and the teacher said no. And then he got up, said, you're going to regret this and stormed out of the class into the bathroom, which I had to go to the bathroom. And I saw him in there stuffing the toilets with paper towels and yeah, I got up, left, went to the private bathroom, and I don't know how else to say it other than I just didn't do it. Like, I just genuinely don't know how else to say it other than just, it wasn't me, I'm innocent here. 
And the, and the principal's like, okay, well, that's a very convenient story, right? And he's like, okay, well, um, I, I don't know what to say. And they say, you know what? Give us time, we'll know the truth. But until then, you two are staying here with a security guard. So apparently the school had a lot of cameras in there. So what the teacher was, or the principal was referring to was that the truth would eventually come out from the cameras, right? But until then, Gene was deemed as guilty as the spoiled kid. And Gene just wasn't trying to have it because, you know, for all he knew, like, the, the cameras could have taken, like, weeks to get out. For all he knew, the cameras were damaged in the flood and that there wouldn't have been any footage at all to free him from, like, this charge, right? And that he would have been stuck getting the same punishment as the spoiled kid just because of bad luck and just how fate works. So, yeah, he's sitting there, and right now it's just Gene, the spoiled kid, a security guard, and half the school is looking at them all, right? They're just staring, they're pointing, they're talking, and uh, Gene's pretty embarrassed, and he's not just embarrassed, he's angry at the spoiled kid. He's angry at the spoiled kid for letting such a rumor circulate. He kind of looks at the spoiled kid, he's like, bro, like, are you serious right now? And the spoiled kid looks at him, he's like, what? He's like, dude, you know what? Just like, bro, just tell them, like, just tell them I didn't do anything. The spoiled kid's like, well, no. And he's like, why? Like, you're the one who decided to do this. I didn't mean to do it. I wasn't involved in any of this. I just wanted to go to the bathroom. And the spoiled kid's like, well, that's what you get for not helping me. And Gene's like, what? Like, for me not helping you, you're going to, like, say that I did it. But if I did it, you would have said that I wasn't. Like, if I helped you, you would have said that I didn't do it. Like, what kind of world do I live in? And Gene is just not having it right now. And, you know, at this point, the security guard's like, quiet, you two. And Gene kind of looks up and looks down. He starts whispering at the spoiled kid. He's like, dude, I swear to God, there's a reason why people here don't like you. And you know what? You're just making it even more clear to myself that the reason is true. And the spoiled kid looks up. He's like, the school had it coming, man. That teacher really robbed me of that grade. And Gene looks at this kid and is like, dude, you failed that test because you didn't study. I remember because I was in your study group and you spent the whole time on your phone playing Clash Royale or something. And when we asked you a question, you said that we were nerds and that he was going to, you know, pass this test without being a nerd and that we were going to fail and that you were going to do so great. And yeah, look at where we are now. And, Gene, and the spoiled kid looks at him. He's like, you know what? I was thinking for a second that I was going to say you didn't do it, but now I'm going to say that you're the mastermind the whole, behind the whole thing. And for a second, Gene kind of regrets going off on him because now he's like, well, I guess. <laughs> well, I don't think, like, he's like, dang. The truth is, I really don't think the spoiled kid was going to say anything anyways. I think the spoiled kid just wanted to, like, make Gene feel bad about it or whatever. But, yeah, um, Gene's parents were called. And when Gene got back home, he tried explaining to them that he had nothing to do with it, but, you know, they weren't really believing him, right? Because it's like, of course you're going to lie about that. Of course you're not going to say, oh, I destroyed the school. Lol. Right? Of course you're going to be like, no, I didn't do anything. So he gets back home, and he is grounded. And it's not good. It is really not a good situation. He's not doing well at all. He's struggling. If we're, all, if we're, being, if we're being honest right now, it is a tough time. However, he gets back into school. His mom drives him in, super angry, even the next day. She's not cooled off yet, which, understandably, your son is accused of destroying the school. So he gets into school, 
and there's so much, so many like boarded up walls or whatever. They were actually allowed to be back in school the next day, which is pretty impressive. I guess the water damage wasn't super systemic, but there was still a lot of water damage. So some places were like blocked off or whatever. There was some stuff saying you couldn't go here. And that's when on the loudspeaker, his name was called and he went up to the front office. And so the principal sat him down and Jean was really terrified that she was gonna say like, uh, the footage was lost, sorry. Uh, now let's begin your punishment, right? But she said, hey, we reviewed the footage and it does seem that you went in for a very short time and you went right out after about two minutes. And it also seems like the spoiled kid went in long before you and was in there long after. So I think like your story adds up. We really have no reason now to believe that you were like a part of this and you're free to go. And Gina's just looking at her. It's just like, thank you. No, thank you. And he gets up, Gene's having the best day ever, he walks out, and yeah, the spoiled kid, suspended for a week, and uh, it's very awkward when the kid comes back into class, and the teacher looks at him, because like, this kid's been out of class for almost two weeks at this point, he comes back into class, sits down in his normal seat, the spoiled kid, and the teacher kind of just looks at him, the spoiled kid just looks at the teacher, and things go back Click to Click on the video on screen right now, I know you'll enjoy it, just click it, do it.